Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rewind Wrestling Radio right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network where I, your host Ted Weston, along with my crew, OG Will, the New Mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, Rep Amy Veronica, the Temptress Witch Ivy, the Executive Nelio Cuomo Costa, the Presenter of the Key, Kevin Key, and the Cuz, Cousin Mike, bring you the best content in wrestling podcasting. It's the indies, it's the pros, it's anywhere you go. Let's jump right in to Rewind Wrestling Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Rewind Wrestling Network's special Ladies Night Edition. We are so excited to be able to bring this uh, event to you on a monthly basis. Hint, hint, wink, wink, tampons, all Snickers. We're adults. If you're, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're seeing this, please send us tampons, all and Snickers. Um, yeah, we could use this. Anywho, uh, on tonight's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about the NWA Power episode of Empowerment, pretty much here. This was a good episode. Um, good choice, Amy. I actually enjoyed this. This was real wrestling, in my opinion. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we'll also do just kind of a quick, brief overview of SummerSlam. Because holy cow, what a show. Um, thoroughly impressed, I must say. I was, I was actually able to keep my attention span going for most of the show. So... With that being said, quick plugs, um, everything's down below, Linktree. Um, and also, if you've recently been watching, um, hello, Topper uh, Wrestling Talk. We're going to have to get Grandma Wendy on one of these episodes one day with us because that will really be a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, hit that Linktree, do all the stuff, do all the things, like, follow, uh, share, and subscribe. Now let's get into our conversation, Amy. Let's talk about this NWA Power episode. Holy crap. If you have not watched it, go watch it. Um, and, and again, this is not WWE. This is not AEW. But we don't only watch WWE and AEW. We watched lots of things. Amy and I both worked in the business. So, you know, indie wrestling and these smaller feds kind of hold a place pretty near and dear to our hearts. So um, this was really good. This was a satisfying, you know, little like, what, under an hour episode i think that we watched on youtube yeah it was 44 um, minutes i may have yeah. it right <laughs> like good solid wrestling um we had our opening match was casey lennox versus kenzie uh kenzie page right yep um yeah. holy crap what a match these mm. women these women can go yeah somewhat better than the men um <laughs> super intense and, very yeah, very intense. i mean kenzie kenzie page was our winner um, I think it was a great match. I think they're both skilled in the ring. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are, Amy, but if you have any thoughts on that specific match. So Kenzie Page, who, as we are recording this, this previous Saturday at Summer Glory in Nashville, Tennessee, CCW, she debuted against Kylan King. So I'm sure that uh, that match is going to be on an episode of Alive in the future, because based on this match that we watched here with NWA, I'm kind of, I'm really pissed off at myself. I was not there last (laughs) week because Kenzie Page, holy crap, what a future star. Like her intensity in the ring and also um, Casey Lennox. Like, yeah. the screaming, like, scared the crap out of me. Because <laughs> the, the thing that makes NWA so different is the fact that it kind of reminds me back when we were in, like, the COVID days and you could only, like, let 20 people in to, like, yeah. a uh, yeah. arena. It, it's, 
it's cool because it, it brings like new details to the mix of a wrestling match. So you hear everything. So they have to mm-hmm. sell a lot more. It's not just like, oh, the crowd I, is like blocking out most of the sound. I so. love that you just made that comment because, and I think personally, that's something that I love so much about indie shows, not just because I've worked many indie shows, but I think it's just a simple fact that, yeah, I mean, some of the crowds that, you know, I've worked are pretty good sized crowds. I mean, CC shows are like insane. But um, even with, you know, your, your larger groups, you know, in the indies, I think that that's what makes it such a personal experience. Um, you know, I've seen over the years, many workers and, and the screaming that you mentioned is, um, you know, very reminiscent of, of some years ago time that I remember. And just when you're actually able to hear that person screaming their lungs out in the ring, rather than watching them on TV with all like, you know, the different sound equipment in play and you know you've got your you know fans that are just going crazy because there's thousands of them like it brings something I think to the experience of the fan that Mm -hmm. if you're not right up there and you're not within certain you know earshot of the ring you're not going to hear that and it doesn't make it as realistic um I mean oh my god kudos to her for that like that was insane um it woke you up it definitely woke you up (laughs) yeah and what a way to open it I, yeah. like, I think it was a great opening match. Um, Kylan King versus Taya Valkyrie. Oh my god! I don't get to watch many <laughs> Kylan King matches that I'm not personally involved with, but like, it, it's so much different when you're like refing her matches because yeah. If it doesn't come across on when you're watching her matches, like for, as a spectator, being in the ring with Kylan is like can be suffocating at times because she is just like very explosive. Like obviously, she's, like she's a big presence. Throws yeah, limbs around like haphazardly. <laughs> she could just run at you and like scare the crap out of you. And then like to pair her off with Taya Valkyrie, who is also like a big presence and is able to go with Kylan in her own style, like. Yes. I can only imagine what it's like to be in the ring with them. But yeah, these two put on a clinic of like A, chain wrestling and B, just being able to be like spot for spot with each other. Yeah. So it was yeah. awesome. I think too, that match was equally entertaining mm-hmm. to watch and, and satisfying to watch, but it was, it was, it was just enough explosiveness between the two of them that you know you're watching that match and you're watching these hits take place and it's like ow like I you know like I feel that you know and they they just do such a good job and I think they beautifully work together the chemistry that they had in that ring Mm -hmm. was like top tier I mean how the fuck is Kylan King not signed what what is going on Kylan Kylan, you need to get signed. Oh and my God. also, special shout out to what we were talking about before. The when the crowd is super quiet, you hear like um, when uh, oh Taya has her uh, closed in on the her boots, and you just hear Kylan go, "Her boots are so fury, fury!" <laughs> and I was just like, "Yep." Usually, I hear stuff like that being like in the ring, or being them. in the ring. So you're yeah. yeah, you're used to hearing the back and forth, like the conversation that's taking place, the the things yeah. that they're saying to each other, the the you know um, talking smack. But like people don't realize that that happens in the ring because you don't always yeah. hear it. I mean, even it's it's not that often anymore. Even watching you know WWE or something, you do not hear the things that they're saying. You will see their mouth moving, 
you know, mm-hmm. in aggressive ways, but you can't always see what they're saying unless that camera and that mic are like right there in close proximity and you might catch a little hint of it. Yeah. But again, like, you know, you being in the ring with them refing, you can hear all this. So yeah. being able to hear this in this smaller environment, I think makes it that much more enjoyable. Like it's, it, it's top tier. And I think that's, again, why I love watching these types of events over watching the big mainstream wrestling shows. Um, but, oh my God, I just, that match alone, I think for me was like match of the night on that event. Um, I think the two of them completely brought and, and gave everything that they absolutely had to give. And just what a class act at the end when Taya won, but Kylan still raised her hand. Like, I think that is something that a lot of wrestling is missing now. I feel like I always have that little tenderhearted moment when we see that in WWE or AEW, when, you know, opponents are okay, you know, they have a good match and then they do the whole hand raise thing. Um, But to see that still happening on this type of platform, to see Kylan being the one to be like, you know what? I freaking tapped. She won. Cool. Like, it's, yes, I love it. I'm here for it. Um, All right, I'm tired of talking and bringing it up. So if you have honorable mentions or you want to kind of move this discussion further, by all means, I'm throwing it to you, Amy. Of, of the, the same match? Yes. Um, um, same. And any other matches that you want to kind of go over? It was a good part, so, but it was great. So the tag match, I know it's not a woman <laughs> tag match. Um, well, on, on top of that, um, we had a segment where Medusa introduced a new title, a women's title yes. to NWA. Um, yes. the women's television titles. So that's always good because they have tag titles. They have the, the main women's car, um, card title. And now you're going to have a television title, which, yes, more women's wrestling, please. Yay. Um, so then we had the tag match with, uh, I forgot what their stable name was. It was like Sexy Dirty Dogs or something like that. Dirty, se- then, dirty Sexy Boys. Yeah, Dirty Sexy and, Boys. Well, the common, Commonwealth. The Commonwealth, yeah, with yeah. Perry Smith and Doug Williams. So... This is my first thought when watching this match because, like, everybody likes to go on that AEW has the best um, tag division in wrestling, which on paper, as far as potential, I mean, anyone who has FTR in their roster, yes, uh, potentially you have, as far as talent goes, the best tag team division. The people who are putting on the best tag matches, in my opinion, is NWA because this was like a textbook perfect tag match. The psychology was there. They yeah. were working over a body part. They didn't make the ref look like an idiot, which is like my main gripe with a lot of oh. the um, AEW um, yeah. tag matches. Yeah. They- I've I've noticed that myself, yeah. and and that is kind of a big pet peeve because when your ref looks like they're not sure what's happening, yeah, it kind of ruins the integrity of the match. So. Yeah, and I don't entirely fault AEW on that because they have so many different styles of tag because mm-hmm. like the AAA version of tag and the Japanese version like the New Japan version of tag and then like you have the American that's all different types of styles yeah. and it's also different types of rules so it's gonna like you're gonna have those bumpiness but this yeah. match right here was a near perfect like example of what tag team wrestling should be yeah I agree I think I think it was very good um it was a tight match too Mm-hmm. Like, these guys wrestled together. Like you said, their chemistry was good. The psychology was good. I often worry sometimes about these smaller federations with their tag divisions because, you know, just as well as I know, sometimes these tag team matches are kind of thrown together a little bit last minute. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, th- these sometimes they're kind of meshing people together who are not necessarily, you know, know each other. And are, they're not tag team partners that have worked together for a long time. So sometimes I do notice that, you know, in some indie shows, I don't see a lot of, you know, really good solid chemistry or even mm-hmm. in these smaller feds, you know, they're just kind of putting some guys together just to work this match, work each other over and do their thing. But these guys, all four of them worked extremely well together Mm-hmm. both as tag teams but then like when you have you know one one of the the members of one team and then another member and they're both in the ring together the way that they worked each other over was insane like yeah. and and I think that was like up to par on both ends like it didn't matter who was in the ring they all worked so well together and that's what tag team is tag team you have to be able to work like that yeah. And I think that's why some of like the more modern, you know, tag divisions that we're seeing, like you kind of mentioned, there's so many different styles out there. And when you're kind of just putting this tag team and this tag team, but they're used to two different styles, two different sets of rules, they have different backgrounds, having them kind of get in the ring together sometimes, I don't want to say that it looks sloppy or messy, but it's just not as coordinated. And they just don't have that, they don't mesh together as well as what, you know, they would if you're putting them with somebody who's used to the same style. So. But again, freaking great match. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Good job, dudes. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> On a women's episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I got to give it to them because the women killed it in this event. And I've said, you know, many times, I think there are some women competitors out there that can very easily stand toe to toe in a wrestling ring with some of these, you know, top name men. Mm-hmm. And these guys proved like where, you know, women tend to be the underdogs. They were kind of the underdogs in this event, but they did a really good job. They, you know, held the attention of the crowd. They held my attention. Um, and I think, you know, they complimented the, I, I feel like it wasn't too much taking away from this whole empowerment dynamic that they had going on with it being, you know, women centered. Um, but it was just enough that it gave us something else so that it wasn't just, you know, all a big period party in the ring. <laughs> oh, we're going to sink. No. <laughs> so yeah, I think it was great. Main yeah. event time. Throwing it to you. All right. So trivia. Camille actually was at my first CCW show, which was a Nashville show. It was when mm-hmm. we couldn't run in South Florida because South Florida politicians. But um so yeah, my first experience with CCW was actually sharing a locker room with Camille. And that okay. was when she was like super green, like not like was, I wouldn't say she was like barely trained, but like she was just now getting there. And I think she was still um like kind of like a um, valet for, I forgot who she was a valet for, but she was the valet for one of the okay. main guys. So people like to say that Jade Cargill is like one of the more like most improved like rookies of the wrestling mm-hmm. industry. Which absolutely, she has a um, stake in that. But I feel like Camille often gets overlooked on where she was two years ago to where she is now, and yeah, it, like yeah. it's it's perfectly exemplified in the fact that she has been NWA's women's champion for over a year now. Like people like don't give her enough mm-hmm. credit for that. So like just watching this match, and this is the first match that wasn't a CCW match that I was a part of that I've seen <laughs> of her. Um, just seeing how far she's come 
and being able mm-hmm. to work and not just do like the obviously she could do like the bit the strong woman stuff and like being able to throw people and slam them and stuff like that obviously she's always had that because she's built like a house like it's, it's yeah. insane um yep. but seeing the way that she was able to work with someone like chelsea green who's uh very seasoned uh, especially as a heel and then like being able to work with matt cardona on the outside like this was an awesome match and it was a very simple <laughs> match that's another thing with nwa they don't do anything crazy no it's they don't very simple they, they don't yeah. have to they stick to the basics they yeah. add a little razzle dazzle here and there when they need to and at the end of the day this is like they give you a show that checks all the boxes and you know really just kind of feeds what the fans want yeah. and that's I think what I've you know I've noticed that with NWA like a lot of you know, it's not something that I watch all the time, but, you know, I, I try my very best to keep up with it. And I think that they're doing an excellent job of fitting the needs that the typical wrestling fan looks for, yeah. you know, where again, with our bigger companies, WWE, especially, you know, we've, we've mentioned that sometimes they're trying to just cater to like, every little thing that sometimes it gets kind of messy because a lot of things are not making sense. Um, you know, where you've got that one group of wrestling fans that they like the, the wedding segments, you you do these wedding segments. There's a small group that loves that. You know, there's a mm-hmm. small group that, that loves the, you know, the talk shows that they do on wrestling. Um, but then you also have like the vast majority that, that we just want to freaking see wrestling and we want to see good wrestling. You know, we don't want to see, you know, injuries to some of our favorite stars and things like that. And that's why I kind of wish sometimes just go back to the basics, just stick to the basics, add a little something here and there, make it clean, do your thing, and then just kind of move on from it. It doesn't all always have to be zero to a hundred all the time. And I think NWA is doing exceptionally well with, you know, A, their booking is great. I mean, they're, they're booking people that can work together and that make each other look good, no matter what the outcome is. Um, we don't have to have the long-term storytelling, you know, which it's, it's great, but you don't have to have a storyline, you know, going into these matches because it just, it just works because at the end of the day, it's just, it's wrestling. It's just cut and dry wrestling. And that's what we want to see. So mm-hmm. I'm like all for it. I think that NWA has crazy potential to just continue kind of climbing up the ladder and growing um, even more so than what they already have. And I feel like they've had a really kick-ass last year. Um, you know, they've been doing some really great things. So I'm looking forward to, to kind of seeing where things go further. Um, definitely seeing more matches like the ones that we saw in this card. This was intense, but it was good. It, it fed my, my soul a little bit. Like, yes, just wrestling, just wrestling. That's all I want to see. <laughs> you know, I don't want to yeah. see half this other crap that we're seeing, you know, currently, but, but that's, you know, that's what we're seeing. And it's, it's great. It really is. Um, I think it was great. Um, I would rank it like, I don't know, seven out of 10, yeah. which I think is seven, good. Eight. Yeah. Seven, seven, yeah. I mean, okay. We'll, we'll call it even 7.5. Um, there you go. and that's just because it's a smaller setting. And I feel like, you know, if you're putting it in comparison to some of the larger companies or some of the other companies out there, they're never going to hit that 10 out of 10 bracket. But if they can ride at that, like seven and above, they're doing something right. Yeah. And they're doing it well. So I'm, I'm all for it. I am all in support of it. I, I love this event and I think it was definitely a good choice for you to bring this one to, to our discussion tonight, because I, 
I was thoroughly impressed. Mike's um, going to be pissed because we didn't let him talk about NWA. Oh, well, hook it over. <laughs> um, I'm the HBIC when we do ladies night, <laughs> not Ted. Ted. Ted can be the HBIC any other time, but not tonight. Um, moving on, let's, let's do a quick little review of SummerSlam, which just happened Saturday night. Yes. Holy shit, yeah. what a show. Sorry, Roku, but holy shit, what a show. Um, I think this was a great event. Um, very uh, crowd-pleasing. I think the Nashville fans, as I've, you know, experienced, Nashville fans are, are Nashville fans, and they're, you know, it's, it's really, they are hyped. They are into it. They love it. Um, and I just think overall, like, it was a really good show. Um, couple of, like, matches before we even discuss the main event. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Bianca and Becky. Like, and I think that that match went exactly how it needed to, given the circumstances of the last year between yeah. these two. Um, they went. And they went hard in that ring. Yeah, they took what they did at WrestleMania and gave it a couple more oomphs on it. Yeah. Like, and and I think going into it, you know, when when we did our live show, I think there was some mention, um, you know, because the internet was buzzing, like, oh, make Bianca go in and do, you know, like a pin pin uh pin Becky like Becky pinned her, but in shorter time. No, because that's just going to keep freaking fueling that fire and keep this going on when it doesn't need to. I feel like the way that this went, it's great. It was a good match. It. You know, Bianca came out on top, and at the end of the day, the story that has been told over the last year has finally come full circle, and I think now we can move on. Yep, and it was definitely a move on after the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, freaking yeah. Bailey is back. Bailey. He brought Dakota Kai and um, the NXT Women's Champ. So I'm like, no, not NXT. She, she used to be. Um, she was Io Shirai, but now she's called Io Sky, which I get okay. that because which, it, it, you can't market Japanese names. It's, 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 know, no, you definitely can't. And, and not only that, but like they change names so much in WWE, so it's so hard to follow. Um, At least she has both names. At least she has, yeah, them. She does. She does. Um, but that was a nice surprise. Um, I was glad to see Bailey come back out and, and talk her smack and to see that she's still a heel. <laughs> yeah. um, because I think heel Bailey needs a little bit more before we get a resolution to that and maybe see the hugger Bailey again, which mm-hmm. I think was a little overdone personally, but it worked well. The kids freaking loved it. My daughter absolutely loved it. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's cool. But I, I think Bailey does a heel well. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to name another match? Do you have an honorable mention? Well, I, there was only one, like you said, it was a really, really good show. I don't buy into what everyone's saying that like, oh, aside from like the, the debut of, uh, the Bailey faction that, Mm. oh, this is the, like the, this had fingerprints of the triple h era no i could have if you took out that beginning this was a vince show this was a like vince style show and we we had that conversation too like at the end of our um at the end of our our live show was you know 
are we going to see, is SummerSlam going to be more Triple H? And I, I kind of said, no, I mean, this is just, this is recent news that broke. This yeah. show has been planned out already, you know, yeah. for so long. I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, and I, I think now moving forward, you know, we will kind of see that, that trickle effect and we'll start to see more of Hunter's, you know, hands getting in the pot here. But um, it was, I agree. It was definitely a Vince show. And then they keep messing with me. Like you weren't on with us when the show was happening. So you didn't see me like having a freaking anxiety attack during the Rey Mysterio, <laughs> uh, the Mysterios versus um, Judgment Day of how much they are bringing Eddie Guerrero into this. Uh, it's going to happen. Like I feel uh, like the Jim Halpern meme where it's just like, I'm not crazy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> the, that was the only thing I would have changed about the show is Judgment Day should have won. They could have still done the Edge thing where Edge comes in and saves the Mysterios, but have Judgment Day win a match, please? Because yeah. now they're just retribution. And I don't want Rhea, Rhea Ripley to be in retribution. Like, yeah, give, give I, them a win. And I have think, Dominic turn on Ray, for God's sake. <laughs> I really, I think that was the most, for me, I think that might have been the most disappointing factor. Um, of the night was that we did not get a Dominic heel turn um, mm-hmm. because I I know that the discussion you know and there's there's been some rumors and stuff kind of swirling that Ray is getting ready to retire mm-hmm. and if you're going to retire Ray freaking Mysterio how better of a way to do it than have his own son turn on him and even bring Eddie into the mix and disown him but for his adopted father and acknowledge that he is a Guerrero because he, he even had the haircut. He had the mullet. He had I the Eddie mullet. <laughs> not even at this point, they just know they're, that they're messing the with him. The red and yellow. Oh, and they had the Eddie shirt, like, but yes. with the Mysterios in it. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I also like how Edge came out and Edge had the red on. So, like, it looked good when he came out there and kind of stood in the ring with them. But, damn it, I would have loved to have seen Dominic turn. I, I think that was the only thing um, for me that was like, damn it, you should have did blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you. The whole judgment day, like, just let them fucking win a match. Let them do something. Yo, Rhea, holy shit. Oh my god! Yeah. The way she manhandled Dominic outside the well, room, I, mean, I was like, "Oh, I love it! I love I, it!" I, I love Dominic, but he is a doughboy. He he is just oh, a baby absolutely. in that ring, <laughs> absolutely. And and he just gets tossed around like a poor helpless mouse being stuck yeah. in there with three gigantic cats. <laughs> but just... you know what? I, I give the kid props. I mean, he got he got signed. He's out there. He's working with his dad. You know, and he has been, um, despite the fact that Eddie is his real father. Yeah, it's it's still canon. I mean, you know, but uh, of course, explain, explain the height difference, Ray. Come on, <laughs> we're like we're like this. We're literally like this. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but I, I did think you know it was it was okay, but I think that's really the only outcome that disappointed me. Yeah. Um, the Ronda and Liv match was good, um, but I would have liked to 
I think, see a more clean ending mm-hmm. rather than what they did. Um, I think Liv deserved a clean ending. You know, I think she deserved a legit pin. Um, and I think that, you know, that was not the way that I would have done it. But I'm glad to see that, you know, it went in Liv Morgan's favor. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I can deal with her and Rhonda feuding a little bit longer. If it comes well, down I think- to it. It was a great opportunity because she did assault an official and usually in kayfabe, that means they get suspended. So I think this would be good, like to solidify a Ronda heel turn because she's a better heel than a baby face. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Um, But now they could kind of take Ronda out of the picture for a little bit and she can go and be an awesome mom and a farm person. Um, And (laughs) that was really awkward the way I said that. Um, But they could take her out because she could be suspended. And now you could open it up for Liv to wrestle like other competitors, like an Alexa Bliss. Hold the title a little bit longer, get herself yes. some validity, even though I think she's done it, you know, very well, um, you know, up until this point. Um, I'm very glad, you know, that she's, that she's currently holding the title. Um, but I agree. A suspension for Ronda will most likely happen. And, you know, give Ronda some time. Give her a little bit more time away because she did, you know, bounce back quick into, into the scene after having that baby. Um, I give her props because I couldn't have done it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Liv needs to be in the scene a little bit longer, defend her belt, you know, against a few more people, and then have Rhonda come back. And if you want to throw it back on Rhonda, by all means, do it. But, yeah, um, yeah. main event. Mm. Cowboy Rock is the best rock. Oh, Brock. oh my God. Yeah. I love Brock. Oh, God. I love it so much. And like, we got him on the mic. never see that again. Being a big old country boy. I was cracking up. His voice still fucks with me, though, because he's so big and his voice is so small. But yeah, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, but what a freaking match. That match actually brought more than what I thought it was going to bring. See, like, I, I, I think I said this on the stream. I'm not a big fan of last man standing matches. Mm-hmm. And it kind of went exactly as I was going to go. Mm-hmm. The beginning of it, I was tuning out. There was some rough bumps. I was like, ooh, that hurt. Yeah, like, yeah. But it was like, it was okay for a last man standing match. But that tractor spot, we are never going to see that again. No. And, like, that is what and, – and say what you want about WWE and their style of wrestling, the silly shit. That's what WWE is. They create yep. moments. And they yep. create images that are going to go on forever. Like one of yep. the best images of wrestling, I don't know if you remembered it from the um, the WrestleMania they did a couple of years ago where you have Michael Cole and Samoa Joe and their little ponchos standing next mm-hmm. to each other. That's a moment that will be ingrained in my memory forever. Listen, and WWE created that. Not even that. Like, let's talk about um, Royal Rumble, Titus World Slide. Yeah. <laughs> that was a complete fluke, but they ran with it and they replayed it so many times in that episode. Yeah. And like, so, yeah. it just, I agree with you. Um, the tractor was like, and the funny thing is like, as soon as he came down there with the tractor, I'm like, oh, he's going to do something crazy with that. Like he's going to lift up the ring or like dump Roman somehow. And he ended up doing both. And I was like, oh my God, this is freaking great. Like it was so entertaining. Um, theory coming out and trying to cash in and then getting completely freaking manhandled was like I knew that would happen um the Usos coming out and interfering and then the suplexes shit and then completely Brock getting completely buried under the rubble there at the end 
like that man got up time and time again and like you know he was hit with what both title belts everything the money in the bank briefcase and, yes. and I have to give it to to Roman for selling that like anger and aggression as well as he did like he no matter what he was doing to Brock it didn't matter Brock still got back up and he did so well when he finally just snapped and had enough and they were just burying this man um Paul Heyman took a fucking bump oh my god that that was the most brutal bump of the entire match I was like oh no as much as Paul like drives me crazy sometimes I'm just sitting there I'm like oh my god you cannot do that to that man he's no he's a senior citizen at this point you can't do that to him um it was a good good match and I think they accomplished what they needed to accomplish absolutely and I'm glad that this is the end. Please don't do this again. It no, please be- don't do this again. We need to start to see now from this point forward, we need to start to see this Roman Empire slowly begin to unravel from the seams. Um, so I'm, I'm, I was a little bit disappointed, um, you know, that, of course, the Ooze is one, but I understand why. Um, and, and I kind of called that, you know, when we had the conversation. I didn't think that now is the time for them to lose the belts because I think that we're going to see that slow decline of the Roman empire and it's going to start somewhere along the lines of them losing the tag belts first. But, um, I, I, I got to give the street profits credit. They, that batch was great too. Um, mm-hmm. but the main event did it for me. The main event freaking brought it. And by the way, Riddle came out, Seth Rollins and Riddle had like a slight little brawl. And I was just like, okay, cool you're hurt dude what the fuck are you doing but um but I think that was good because again Seth Rollins did not they didn't need to fill in and put another match in there somewhere um so I think that was good you know the way that they handled that because it still gave Seth a moment um still kind of kept riddle like their their little feud in the spotlight Mm -hmm. and that's it but all right well overall two freaking great shows that we just discussed um yeah let us know your thoughts in the comments. Hit that link tree. Like, follow, share, subscribe. And we will catch you on our next episode of Ladies Night.